The biggest thing I realized, there's thousands of doors. Come if on. one door closes, it doesn't matter because there's so many more. I've always felt in this fear. I was born with several palsies. I have always felt small. I was told not to take risks. I may be blind. But I teach people how to see. And I'm proud to be an individual. This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up. Use their voice and make an impact in this world. You're listening to the weekly parody. Hey, welcome to today's episode. If this is your first time listening, my name is Heather Parody. I am your host. Are you a parent trying to figure out how to grow your business? Maybe you have a family that you are trying to provide for, be present for, but you still want to grow your side hustle into something more. It is so difficult doing that. First of all, it's hard growing anything. But then when you add the element of having kids or a spouse, people who you genuinely love and you want to be present for, It's really, really hard learning how to balance those things. I actually had someone reach out and request that we do an episode on this topic. And right around the same time, I got in touch with this incredible guy named Joshua Turner. He is a music coach, singer, songwriter, children's music artist, producer, etc. He has so many different cool things that he's doing. But he's also a dad and a husband. And we talk in this interview about what it's been like for him to provide for his family, be present with his family, and still do the things that he's passionate about. How in the world are you able to balance both of those things? This is a very authentic, real conversation. I cannot wait for you to hear it. But before we get started, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, please hit that subscribe button so you do not miss another episode. And if you have been listening for a little while, you know who you are. <laughs> Leave us an honest review. It would mean the world to me. One more thing, one more thing. A common thing I hear with business owners, solopreneurs, side hustlers is they want to put out online content, whether it's a podcast like this or a blog or a YouTube channel. But one of the common things they struggle with is consistency. Again, going back to how in the world do you balance everything? I've been working really hard to help fill that pain point and provide solutions. And one of the main things that I harp about all the time is something simple, like having a content calendar. If you check out the show notes, there is a link there where you can download a free tutorial and my own content calendar that you can use that'll hopefully get you a little bit more organized this year and help you produce more consistent quality content. All right, let's get into this awesome episode with singer-songwriter Joshua Turner. It actually all started specifically with music. When I was 16, 16, yeah, when I was 16 years old, I got my heart broken for the first time in high school. And that was intense. I mean, even looking back on it now, like first heartbreak is is really intense. And I needed to um, find some sort of identity because I felt like, okay, well, whoever I thought I was is not there anymore. So I decided, well, I'm just going to be a musician, you know, and, and I, it was actually literally just a choice. There was no experience before that. There was, my family wasn't necessarily musical. And 
um, I just decided. And when I decided, I started. And fortunately, my parents were very supportive. So they bought me the things I needed to go. I played music like guitar, drums, never took many lessons for any of them, but just played them and made albums in my high school and sold them, still not knowing how to produce, play or record and did that for two years straight, like every single day, all day. I, I, I stopped hanging out with the group of friends that I hung out with and I literally just did that. And in a sense, that was kind of the beginning of to everything that I'm doing now with the entrepreneurship too. Like I made a product and I put that product out and I made more products based off of that product. And then after that, it, like when I was 18, it got very serious because I was given the opportunity to go to Berklee College of Music which is a pretty prestigious music school. And it was funny because at that point I had to decide, well, what, do I, what am I going to go for? You know, I, I love drums. I love guitar. I love this. So I applied for the vocal program to sing because I wanted to, I liked performing. I ended up getting accepted, which I still, to this day, with the experience I had, I don't know how that happened because, I mean, it was like a, at the time a 32% acceptance rate and every serious musician wants to go to Berkeley. So Somehow it happened and I went. That's kind of how the whole music thing started. I was on a call the other day with someone who said that they wanted to do something, but they made this statement. It's such a saturated market. I know I need to pick something else because there's no way I can succeed in that. And you talk about being a musician in the music industry. How have you been able to like kind of keep heart with that, not give up in something that people would probably say would be oversaturated market for sure? Yeah. You know, the one thing that I found, and this is my, like, I've, I've had lots of experience with the industry in many different ways. And honestly, what I can honestly say, um, what I've learned myself and what I could tell, you know, the people who wonder that is you have something special you as an individual, me, there was something about me that made me stand out to the Berkeley professors to want to take me into the school with, and, and not taking people who I know are better than me, you know, when it comes to talent. It's not all about talent. It's, it's about who you are and your potential. Mm -hmm. And I think so many people have potential that they don't know of because of whatever reason, maybe it just wasn't told to them when they were younger, like it was told to me. I think that's the biggest thing. And it's actually kind of crazy because I look at people who are so talented, but they have no idea. And it doesn't matter what you say, they'll, they'll never see it. And it's actually quite sad because there's so many gifts that people could give to the world, but they don't feel like they have room in that saturated market or they're not good enough or they're not this because it truly is not about being the best. It's about who you are, your relationships with people and how you can help benefit that market. And there's so many avenues in whatever market you're doing. You had like 10 tweetable quotes right there. That was incredible. <laughs> so okay. I could not agree with you more. What about, so you graduated from Berkeley. Was there ever a period where you kind of gave up on this dream or have you been all in since you were a teenager? Well, actually it's, it's interesting. I didn't actually graduate Berkeley. I left before I graduated and it was due to like a hit. I was, my parents divorced right before I went to Berkeley mm. and I didn't realize, like I heard, yeah, divorce is, is heavy, but I went that whole two years at Berkeley not even realizing how much, how destroyed I was by that. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't, I couldn't focus on the music. So to answer your question, did I take a break? Yeah, I think when I left Berkeley, I kind of had to step back 
And then I tried to, again, to go, I went to Hollywood and I went to another music school to study guitar. And I actually got, that's when I got to see the industry, like literally like red carpet events and, and like events with people that I grew up just so in awe of. But I was in so much, I didn't know what I was doing. So much time had gone on from when I started music over that heartbreak that I didn't know what I was really doing. And so then after in 2010, I actually did, came back and I really did take a break from music. I, I decided I don't want to do music anymore. You know, I, and then I didn't know what I was doing. It was a really actually sad time in my life because I didn't know like what, who I was, what I was doing. I had to relearn myself all over again. And there was a long stretch of time to where I actually didn't even take the time to relearn. I just lived on autopilot. It was, it was a strange, strange journey. But yeah, to, to go off of where that led into, you know, music never went away. It was something that was always knocking, but I never, I never, like sometimes I wouldn't even open the door. Sometimes I would open the door a little bit, but there was a, there was an experience that happened um, uh, almost two years ago. I, I, you know, time went on. I now have a wife and two children. In the strangest time for this actually to come in and for me to go forward with all the things that I'm going forward with. But there was something in my mind. I just released my children's album because I, I became a preschool teacher. And I thought, well, I do music, so I'm going to, I'll release an album about feelings because I found that feelings is a huge early childhood developmental thing that, that kids really attach to and are interested in and benefit from learning. I just released that and I thought, you know, I started to consider music a little bit more in the sense of how I started. And I listened to this podcast of this, this woman, just some random woman talking about music licensing. And after I listened to that, there was something in my heart, like a clear message that I felt was directly from God that said, you were made to make music. Why are you making this so complicated? It was almost like, Wow. shaking me and saying, what, what are you doing? You know, just do it. You know, you love it. You know, you know that you've been given these, these gifts and you know, you've been given these opportunities, you know, get back in that. That's kind of where I'm at now. And that was almost two years ago. So tell me what's happened. I know briefly what's happened in the past two years. You threw the word entrepreneur in your bio, which made my ears perk up. So how, how have you incorporated entrepreneurship and what are you doing now specifically with music? Kind of fast forward us a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So when it, when it comes to music in that, in that message, I decided, okay, well, I'm going to take all the songs that I have over the past 10 years and I'm going to write some new ones and I'm just going to make an album. You know, I don't know what it's, what it's going to do. Um, I know that I'm going to direct it towards getting music. Sync licensing is getting music and television and film. Okay. Um, so it's any songs you hear in film or television, that's getting a sync license. So, um, so I thought, well, you know, I'm going to put that album out. And, and the big part of this too is I want to support my family mm-hmm. and I don't want to leave my family. I don't want to go out, go out and do extensive tours. I don't want to do that. I want to be with my family and support them. That's how sync licensing became appealing, is you can do that. And what has been happening from that is I've gotten actually a lot of interest, way more interest in the album than I ever thought. And doors have been opening. And after the doors have been opening in the sync licensing world, I thought, well, I went to this prestigious music school and I got in in a sense to where I didn't think I should get in. So what can I teach people to show them like, hey, I'm somebody who shouldn't necessarily have gone to Berkeley based on my skill alone. 
this is how I did it. And how I did it was the confidence in what I had. So taking what you have, no matter how far you are into it, and putting that full blast out yeah. into the world. And that's what I did to get into Berkeley. That's what I've done with everything I have. And that's what I did with this album that I released on August 30th called Be Okay is I took all the songs that I had, I took every skill that I had and I did it all myself and I put it full blast. You said something so powerful that I really wanted to drive home is you said I was something along the lines of I was created to write music. So why was I not writing music? And I, I think there's so many people listening right now who say, I want to be a writer but they're not writing right now. I want to be a filmmaker, but they're not creating films. And it's like, when are you going to stop looking for permission? When are you going to stop waiting on someone to come up and ask you to do something? When are you just going to decide I was created to do this and I'm going to put this out into the world. And that's essentially what you did. And that's such a powerful takeaway for our listeners. But I want to, I want to kind of shift this into um, something you and I talked about yesterday, which I think is so applicable to many, many, many of us, is this pursuing your dream while having little eyeballs looking at you and a spouse and responsibility. And that is such a heavy topic. In fact, we had a listener reach out and mention that they really were desperate for some content about that because they too want to pursue their dream, but they have to provide and be responsible and not neglect emotionally the people who are most important in their lives. So how do you balance going after your dream and having this grit and also to not setting yourself up for huge regret later on in life with the people that you love? So let's just start that conversation. How have you been able to work and support your family and also to pursue something that's a super time consuming uh, endeavor. Looking at it, I mean, if I step back and I look at what I'm doing, it's kind of intense. And I honestly don't know how I do it because I have a, just to backtrack just a little bit, my wife, when she got pregnant with our first daughter, had to leave her job. She's been a stay-at-home mom ever since. And that was almost three years ago. So all the income depends on me. So in order to do that right now, I, I have a full-time job as a, a preschool teacher. And then I run three businesses. I have the music coaching business, I have the sync licensing business, um, and then I have the children's music business, and all of them are active. None of them are dormant. They're every, every single one of them is doing something. And what I found on how to do that is I had to find an industry to where I know that I can be home. Mm. And that's the biggest thing is I can be home and I can work from home and I can, I can set those parameters on when I work. Yeah. And and I can set those parameters on when I'm with my family. My family is everything to me. And, and, and it's, it's so important to me to be able to find that balance. So to, to give just a picture of what it's like for me, people will always say, oh, I don't have time. You know, I don't have time to do that. What I realize is you actually have as much time as you want if you're willing to sacrifice sleep. Come so for, for example is... You know, some people will say, oh, I don't have time. Well, in order for me to have time, I have two days out of the week, sometimes three if I need to get several hours in. So I'll wake up at 4.20 in the morning. And those are the days that I don't go until later. And I'll, I'll get a good three hours in. And if you can utilize those three hours, you can get so much done. I work these three businesses based off of three-hour day, 
and five hour day. And that is how I do it. And I'm getting all I need done. I'm getting time with my family and I'm, I'm building it that way. And this is with a full-time job. I have to dance in between all these things. So the first thing I would say is get rid of the excuse of you don't have time. Come on. You have, if you need to wake up at three in the morning, if you really want to do this, then do it. Go to bed at seven, go to bed at, you know, you got to manage it to make it work. I truly, I grew up with excuses like that. But at this time in my life, when it comes to having a family and supporting them, I'm doing this for them, you know, because this is an industry to where you can be in music and make money um, and, and live comfortably. And that's what I have to do for my family. And then perseverance. You know, there's going to be a lot of doors that close. I can't tell you how many people from, from somebody who, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that in the sync licensing world, people don't really care if you've gone to Berklee College of Music. In other parts of the industry, they do. But in the sync licensing, they just want a song that they can place in their television show. So in order to do that, you have to be okay with a lot of doors slamming because they don't know who you are. You don't have a resume. You don't do this. But... I'm at a, especially right now, I'm at this point right now to where I can feel that bubbling, that bubbling of, okay, something's going to break here. And this is, this has been almost two years in, it's taken me two years of a lot of work to get to this point to where things are starting to happen. Companies are starting to be interested in me. Companies are asking to, to put my songs in their libraries so they can pitch them to, um, to music, uh, supervisors. So, and then, and then going off of, of, you know, the music coaching, I just launched this course and the course is getting traction. I just got a big name, somebody who's super successful in the industry who said, Hey, once your course is done, I reached, I just reached out to him, said, once your course is done, send it to me and I'll post it on my social media. Just that is huge because that's getting out to so many people. So, I mean, it, it comes down to find the time, make the time, don't make excuses, have perseverance, even when doors slam in your face, because the biggest thing I realized in this career that I'm in is there's thousands of doors. Come if on. one door closes, there's, it doesn't matter because there's so many more. There's so many good things you said, and I just want to briefly highlight a couple of things. Is first of all, you said that you've been doing this two years, and I want everybody to hear this because this is the real life stuff. He's talking about getting up at 4:20 and putting in three hours of work in the morning before the kids are up, and doing this for two freaking years. This stuff is simple, but it's hard. And I don't want anyone listening when you're six months in and people are saying no you're six months in and you're struggling to find the time and stuff, just be like, oh, this isn't meant for me. This is real life stuff that Joshua is talking about, that he's living, that I'm living out. And it's just a part of the process. Um, I wanted to ask you about being present with your family and with your children, because you mentioned being at home and that's such a gift. And I, I work completely from home from my computer and I'm so blessed and I love it. But one thing I struggle with, and I'd love your input on this, is since there isn't a strong line between office and home, because my office is literally in my home, when I walk out of that door, it's so hard for me shutting my brain off because I'm so passionate about what I'm doing. And I, if I didn't have a family, I could sit in there and work all day and I wouldn't mind. Like 
you know, I would put a straw up to my mouth with liquid food and I would work all day. I'd be happy. I'd be super happy. I love my family. So it's an honor to be with them, but it's so hard for me shutting my mind off when it's time to be with them and being fully present. And it's something I'm working on because I don't want to be thinking about the show or other things when I'm looking in my little girl's eyes. And I hate saying that, but it's something I struggle with just overactive mind. A, do you struggle with that? And B, how do you deal with it? Yeah, I absolutely struggle with that. And and I'm, I'll be totally clear with you. My little trick or my little hidden thing that's unspoken in my house is um, if my wife gets up to use the restroom, I'll grab my phone really quick and answer an email of an exciting opportunity or something that could potentially come. And I cheat. And I, I, I'm not okay. I'm not okay with that. She's not okay with that. She'll catch, catch me, say, what, what you doing, babe? Yeah. And I say, you know, I'm just trying to do this email and it causes, it causes the family time to deflate a little bit, you know, and there'll be times in the morning to where I'm, I'm dedicated to spending time with, with, um, my daughter, my, I have a two year old and I also have a son who's three months. Um, so I'll take my, my two year old out and I'll do the same thing. I'll sit there and she's wanting to play with me. She'll flat out say, you know, sit down daddy. And I'm sitting there over there sneaking over to my computer Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it just, you know, you can't win everything, you know, and I think that's kind of what I see in it. And it's like, I'm with as much work as I'm doing, I get sensitive. So mm-hmm. if there's, if my wife is pulled the car down, I was like, do you know, I have any idea how much I'm doing right now or, or yeah. what, how much the workload that I have. And the truth of the matter is, is if in the perfect world, I would find the complete balance for all of them. Yeah. I honestly don't think I'll ever find that. I think I'll slip sometimes. I think I'll, I'll, I'll cheat, like I said, sometimes. But I know it's not about your slip up. It's about your goal. Right. And the goal is to get the business done. The goal is to spend time with your family. And I think that as long as I know that those are the goals, I can always bring myself back. And it, it actually... It, forces me to check myself sometimes like, okay, so why didn't that work? Why wasn't that respectful to your wife and kids? Why was, why, why were you not, um, spending time with them? And, um, and I, I totally get that overactive mind, you know, like you, like for me, my biggest thing is I'll get an email of an opportunity and I'll see it and I'll be like, no way. And, and then I'll, I'll need to respond to it at that moment because my fear is that person is going to forget about me or like, like in my mind, it's like, okay, I'll write them back the next day. And it's like, who the heck is this person? You know, I know that's not true, but that's my fear. I don't want opportunity to slip away. So that's where my mind gets overactive. It's hard. I appreciate you being so honest about that. I think it's easy for all of us to act like we have it all together and we balance it all well. But the truth is, (laughs) is it's very tricky and it's very difficult. And there's a lot of mistakes that happen I mean, just like you said, I don't know if there is ever a perfect balance. It's just, you have to do your best and reassess all the time. What would you say to someone who says, Joshua, you should wait to pursue your dreams until after your kids are grown? I would say this isn't for me. This is for my kids. Mm -hmm. The whole goal here is to be able to not drive two hours to a preschool job because it has the wages that allows me to support my family on one income. The whole goal of doing this is so 
I can be at home. And if my daughter wants 20 minutes for me to play, you know, in her dollhouse with her, I can do that. If I'm at work, I can't do that. Yeah. And that's my mindset. I cannot be there for my wife and kids the way I could if this happened. So my wife and I, we listen to, to Dave Ramsey a lot. And he, his thing that's, yeah, his thing that sticks with me is live like no one else. So one day you can live like no one else. I want to be in that group that can be home with their family and live like no one else. You know, I want to be that person who can do what they love and get not only the income to sustain, but an income to do good with, you know, you know, help people that were in my shoes, you know, when I was struggling and I needed, I needed that, that extra money because, you know, times got tough because somebody got sick or something like that. Yeah. You know, I want to be that person who has the time, who has the funds to be a light in the industry, in the world, in my family's life. You know, that's, that's the person I want to be. And that's the person that comes back to that message. That's the person I feel God meant for me to be. I don't think God meant for me just to be, you know, somebody who plays music and parties afterwards at all. I don't believe that. I believe he gave me these gifts so I could do so much more than just make music. Yeah. You know, and, and I can, I can, I can say that I feel that, that, that I am doing exactly what I need to do. And I trust so much in that message that I don't feel guilty about working. I love that. You know, I feel guilty about working when I'm, when I'm with my family, but when I'm working, I feel great. I hear you. Where can people connect with you online, whether they need a music coach, they want to learn more about your courses, hear your music, where can they go? Uh, Everything is on joshuaturnermusic.com. Links to everything are there. I'm on Facebook. Um, and yeah, everything you would need to know is all laid out on joshuaturnermusic.com. I'll have all that linked in the show notes and you have a song that we're going to play at the end of the show. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So this is actually a song I wrote when I was at Berkeley realizing, okay, I'm not, I'm not as good as I thought I was after my parents' divorce. There is something going on that is creeping and has been there. And it's a song called Another Way. And I thought it would be a good time to release it because the sadness that is in the world and specifically the suicides that are happening around us like crazy. I've never seen anything like this. This is a song about being, knowing what it's like being in that space, but making the choice to see it mm-hmm. another way. I have one last question for you. I am not guessing. I know that there are a lot of people listening who can relate to everything that you've said so much about going after something that may not make sense to a lot of people. It's an oversaturated market. It's hard to break through. And not only do you struggle with that, that in and of itself is difficult. But then when you compound that with being a little bit more established in family life and responsibility and bills and having to show up in so many different ways. That is, there's a lot of weight. There's a whole lot of weight to that. Finding the heart to continue and depress in <laughs> when all of that is so overwhelming. Uh, I think a lot of people give up and understandably, I mean, I, I'm not saying you're a bad person when you do, it's, it's very difficult, but those who are listening who are in this same spot and they're like, Joshua, I am just on the verge of just forgetting it all. What advice would you give to them? My advice is don't forget perseverance. Mm-hmm. Look at it like this. There was a quote that Will Smith actually said. So, you know, 
he said that if you look at acting and everybody, and, and, and when I first started, I saw all these actors getting on the treadmill. And before I got on the treadmill, I knew that I would be the last one getting off. He would push and he would push and he would push. Who would ever thought the Fresh Prince Bel-Air would become this huge actor, top A-list guy? Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't think it's because his skill, specifically, I think he just did what he said he was going to do when he started out. So don't forget why you started. And I think the people that do give up, there's so many circumstances, I understand that. But I think a big chunk of those people don't have what, it, what you need to keep going. So for me, I left music because who was I doing it for? I was doing it for myself. I'm now doing music not only for myself, I'm doing it for my family. Mm-hmm. And that is my gasoline, knowing that the goal is there. I'm going to persevere because I want my wife and my kids to have their time with me. I want to work from home and I want to be able to provide for them. Yeah.
will be here. I love.